Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, good evening. So good to be in Tip City. First time ministering here. It's an honor. Just, um, yeah, I don't know what to say about, you know, Ohio State and that whole thing. <laughs> I've always got to be, I travel so much, I've got to be culturally aware of where I'm at. <laughs> Not to say something dumb that will decrease favor. <laughs> yep, go Buckeyes. I remember I was in Powell, Ohio, the weekend after Ohio State won the national championship a few years ago. Got an Ohio State um, uh, shirt that had national champion on it, so I've still got it. Yeah. I've noticed when I wear that shirt, I feel extra anointed. Yeah. <laughs> Just extra anointed. So yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thank you, Aaron, Nicole, and team, and just uh, such a great leadership meeting last night with your team, and hearing your heart and your vision, and what you're doing here in this region, and what you're doing not only in the church, but outside the church as well, is so, so powerful, and uh, I just, uh, just asking the Lord, you know, who's here tonight? And, and, and I heard this, Steve, there's great people here tonight. You're, you're, you're talking to great people tonight. That's what I heard. And, and you know, just to, uh, there, there's movers and shakers in this room. There's people in this room, you are over, you're overcome. Just say I'm an overcomer. I mean, there, there's just overcomers in this room. There's people in this room, your commitment to Jesus is, is astounding. It's astounding. There's others of you maybe just on the beginning of your journey, but your commitment's still astounding. There may be seekers here tonight. Uh, I just got news for you. God's got, um, he's got a plan for your life that's going to blow you away. Mm. And so just, uh, yeah, it, you know, just to um, say this, tonight's a, tonight's a night of breakthrough. It's a, it's a night of breakthrough. You know, it's a, you know, and... Uh, it's a night of breakthrough for you personally. And it's not for the, your spouse. Let's laugh at that. Huh. This message is not for them, it's for you. <laughs> it's not for the person you wish was here. It's for you. Because um, it's just uh, your... Um, you're going to the next level. You're going to the next level. And I heard this tonight that it's a new season. I heard you're entering a new season. Just say, I'm entering a new season. And I love the, I love the, the conference, uh, River, River Conference? Hmm. 
I like that. And I like uh, just what you shared, Aaron, you know, just out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And I felt like years ago the Lord said, Steve, uh, whatever rivers you believe flow out of you, flow out of you. Mm-hmm. So what rivers do you want? Because it says in John 7, where, 37 to 39, where it talks about that, you know, it, it says, he that believeth in me out of his innermost being will flow what, one river? Oh, rivers. Hmm. Somebody just go, hmm. 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 <laughs> you know, I, I believe this, that we are in control of how many rivers flow out of us. I like to laugh at lies, and I know, you know, because to laugh, how many know God invented laughter? And he does not regret it. <laughs> and it says in um, Proverbs seventeen twenty two, a merry heart is good like medicine. One of the main ways to stay physically and emotionally healthy is through laughter. And science has caught up with the Bible again and proven that laughter benefits your health. You can do an online search of laughter and health, and you're going to find all kinds of good things there. <laughs> Uh, high blood pressure is lowered through laughter. Um, laughter builds up your immune system to fight off diseases. Laughter releases cells in your body that fight off cancer. Laughter uh, releases endorphins in your body, which is the natural painkiller. Why don't we just laugh at all that? <laughs> <laughs> And it says in, in um, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says the weapons, say weapons. It doesn't just say weapon. It says weapons. It says weapons of our warfare are not mighty, are, are, are not carnal, <laughs> but, they're, but, but they are mighty. Yeah, but they're, they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. It says we demolish arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every... How many thoughts? Every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, so that, that verse, which is often used um, as pulling down demonic strongholds, isn't talking about demonic strongholds. It's talking about strongholds in our mind. Because the only command that's given is to take every thought captive. So the highest level of spiritual warfare is the decision to take thoughts captive, is the decision to think higher than what you're feeling and experiencing. And, and one of the ways to pull down strongholds, to start pulling down strongholds, is through laughter. Because to laugh, you have to let go of something. I've been married to my wife, Wendy, 40 years, uh, and we celebrated our anniversary in October. And uh, We love each other, we're best friends, but we still don't always agree with each other. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. And when we're not agreeing, especially when I think she's really wrong, I'm not laughing. Because if I laugh, she'll think things are okay. Things are not okay around here. I'm a victim of you. My joy depends on your behavior. 
For, for me to walk in biblical joy, I need you to be doing what I think you should be doing. Yeah, bless you. Yeah, you, you could say, how's that working out for you? Yeah, not well. <laughs> but how many know when I finally laugh? <laughs> Woo-hoo! How many know I've let go of that thing? It was anger, frustration, manipulation, whatever that thing was. You can't hold on to those and laugh at the same time. <laughs> I know we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep. And in brave communication at times, we're not laughing. But laughter is still a powerful weapon. And the religious mindset has blocked God's people of laughter and joy. By the way, people are getting... Um, Extra delivered tonight from religious mindsets. Extra delivered. <laughs> Many of you have already had a lot of deliverance in that, but I'm just saying it's extra tonight. So, you know, just, just, just to, to laugh, you know, I want, I want you to, let's just laugh at this lie, okay? We're talking about... Um, uh, John 7, 37 through 39, that out of your innermost being will flow rivers. Let's laugh at this. God has predestined you to have only a small amount of rivers flowing out of you. <laughs> Here's what I, I believe years ago I felt like the Lord said, Steve, whatever river you want to flow out of you, when you attach faith to it, it'll flow out of you. This is a river conference. You want a river of healthy relationships flowing out of you? Believe that a river of healthy relationships flows out of you. Well, Lord, shouldn't I wait until I actually see healthy relationships manifesting around me before I believe there's a river of healthy relationships flowing out of me? Let's just laugh at that, too. <laughs> he says, that's not how this thing works. You, you, actually, you actually believe a river flows out of you, then it flows out of you. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just began to believe a river of joy would flow out of me. I, I'm an unlikely person to have a joy ministry. I got a lot of things working against me. <laughs> In the natural, I'm... Scandinavian descent, we're part of the frozen chosen. <laughs> we don't do emotion. Ha ha. <laughs> Grew up under performance mindset and, and legalism in the church. Um, that, that creates joylessness. Let's laugh at that too. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> I 
<laughs> has a few negatives, you know, that can, might work against joy. We're logical. We got to get things done. <laughs> no, Lord said, I want you to believe that a river of joy is going to flow out of you. Whatever you attach faith to will flow out of you. And, and it's, um, I just, I just, I'm hearing this, that tonight the Lord is unlocking rivers out of you. Yeah, and if we only, um, if we only get our identity and our gift mix out of what has happened to us in the past, we're going to be limited. Remember, I, was, I got the revelation that when Jesus said in John 8, 32, the truth will make you free. So he said, basically, he said, Steve, every area of your, your life where you believe truth in, you get free. Every area of your life where you believe lies, you're not free. We get saved when we believe in Jesus. We get free when we believe like Jesus. I get saved when I put my faith in him. I get free when I believe like him in different areas of my life. And I remember I, I, when I, I got that revelation that really the battle's between lies and truth because the, 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 only, the only weapon the devil has is the lie. That's all, that's, that, that's all he's got. The only way he can have power if someone agrees with his lie. Once, once we don't agree with his lie, he's powerless. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a devil-focused Christian. I'm a belief-focused Christian. Now, I don't want to be ignorant or foolish about the devil, but I don't talk about the devil very much, but I talk about what I believe all the time. Because if I can believe truth, I get free. And if I'm free, it doesn't sound like the devil's bugging me very much. <laughs> Just a thought. Even to put on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, you've got to believe something. You get those pieces on. They don't, they don't just come on automatically. You, got, you have to believe something. I mean, I love them. The, 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 those armor pieces, are, I mean, the helmet of salvation. Wow. You, gotta, you put on your thinking all the benefits of your salvation. Whew. That's, that's a good helmet. <laughs> I mean, that's really good. It's like, you start talking about all his benefits. I mean, the psalmist, he, he even got it in the Old Testament. Psalm 103, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Is there anything else down there, too? I'm talking to you as well. All that is with, bless his holy name. Who's he talking to? Himself. Hey, bless the Hey, soul, bless the Lord. Well, I don't feel like it. Tough. <laughs> Tough. You're going to bless the Lord. <laughs> I, one of the books I wrote is called You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself. You're, just, you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. Because the Bible says in, that life is in the power of the tongue. 
And I get to determine how much life I experience by what I hear. And I'm not waiting for you to talk. Sometimes I wish, you know, we get in a meeting. I wish somebody would give me a word. (laughs) I say, give yourself a word. I got a word for the guy up on stage with the blue shirt. Got a prophetic word for you. Uh, Yes, brother, what's your word? My word is everywhere you go, revival breaks out. My word is you're, gonna enter, you're entering the best season of your life. My, my, my word is, is that uh, your prayers for America are working. Thank you, brother, for that good word. <laughs> I think I'll hang out with you a little more. <laughs> Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then, you know what it says? And forget not his benefits. Whew. You know what I'm hearing? You're, gonna, you're getting revelation of what's in your spiritual benefit package. <laughs> it's bigger than you know. There's more in it than you've ever seen before. Forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your what? Your diseases. Wow. Helmet of salvation. I'm going to put that thing on. Thank you, Lord, just for a revelation of the benefits of our salvation that changes our thinking. And then, and then there's the shield of faith. What's it say? Where which you can quench some of the fiery darts? Some? All. All. All? All the fiery darts. Well, that'll mess up some people's theology. <laughs> all the fire. All the fire. You put up the shield of good beliefs. It'll quench them all. And that, that, that's, that's, that's incredible. And so I'm not a, a devil-focused Christian. I'm a, I'm a belief-focused Christian. And that's really, you know, just what I, I see is, is the key to the release of the rivers out of our life is, is what we believe. I remember when, when, I was, when I was getting that, the Lord took a phrase out of Genesis 3.9 where, um, 3.11, I think, it's where, where God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? And I remember I would say things like this. I do not have the gift of healing. By the way, let's just laugh at that. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Holy Spirit said, who told you that? Who told you that? Hmm, that's a good question, Holy Spirit. Let me think. Probably not you. I know who told me that, my past. My past told me I do not have the gift of healing. Wow, Steve, that's amazing. Why do you call yourself by your past rather than who I call you? Well, Lord, the reason I call myself by my past rather than who you call me is because all the other Christians around me do it, and I thought I was supposed to too. Let's laugh at that as well. (laughs) 
I would say this. I am a disorganized person. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha. Somebody need to give an extra laugh on that one. Ha, ha, ha. Who told you that, Steve? Who told you that you are a disorganized person? My wife. <laughs> she told me. Ha, ha. <laughs> no, it was really my past. My past told me that I was disorganized, so that's what I decided to call myself. Mm. We've got a pattern here, Steve, don't we? You, you like to call things by the past, and I like to call things by their future. I thought you said you wanted to be like me. Well, Lord, I thought being like you was just acting like you, not thinking like you. <laughs> I thought being like you was acting like you, not thinking like you. I want to start a whole new movement, WWJT. What would Jesus think? I would say this. This area is hard for the gospel. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Holy Spirit said, who told you that? Who told you this area is hard for the gospel? Uh, the past told me. A couple of prophets mentioned it too. Ha uh ha. -huh. How many of you know um, prophetic ministry is not primarily diagnostic? The purpose of prophetic ministry isn't to diagnose somebody or some places past and create an identity out of it. We don't deny the past, we just can't get our beliefs out of it. I remember one of the places I pastored, I'll tell you my story a little bit in a moment. One of the places I pastored, the, the first year I get there, somebody, well, actually the first week I'm there, somebody comes up to me and says, Steve, I want to let you know this area is hard for the gospel. They told me that. I, and you know what? I, I knew that if I believed that, I'd be the biggest problem in the city. I would be the regional principality. <laughs> I would be a bigger problem than, than 100 Satanists in my city. If me, a spiritual leader, actually got my beliefs out of the past than what he said, I'd be the problem. Now, I didn't, all, I didn't always believe that, that, that way of thinking. I mean, I, I grew up on the north coast of California, uh, near Eureka, Redwood Tree Country. I was not saved. I became a hippie after I graduated high school with my hippie girlfriend, Wendy. Let's laugh at that. I actually had hair. Volkswagen bus curtains, hitchhiked all over. People, Christians always pick me up. Captive audience. Some of them had the bumper sticker. In case of rapture, this car will be driverless. <laughs> Made me a little nervous getting in those cars. <laughs> 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 <laughs 
tried things that hippies try, and, and, and then I found out this, there's no high like the most high. Amen. Found Jesus. Someone say yay. yay. Get married to Wendy a couple years later. We're in the same church there, North Coast, California. Fortuna is the city for about 15 years, on staff 13 years. Lived in Romans 12.1, where you know, it says to give our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. I, we just learned how to surrender our heart, our will, everything to the Lord. Anybody ever done that? Learn how to do things God's way. How to do relationship God's way. How to treat people God's way. How to uh, say, not my will, but your will be done. That. Then he sends us out in the desert in 1991, central Nevada, pastor, small rural church. How many know God likes to send people to deserts to teach them how to repent? And one of the best definitions of repentance is to change the way you think. Lord said, I love your heart for Romans 12.1, but we're gonna, if you're going to see transformation, you've got to move into Romans 12.2, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? Let's laugh at this. Romans 12.2 is actually a mistranslation. <laughs> what it really meant to say is be transformed by trying harder. The reason you're not seeing breakthrough is you're not trying hard enough. You're doing the wrong thing. No. My wife's crying out. She's thinking her lack of breakthroughs because she hasn't given God her heart enough. And so she's crying out to the Lord saying, Lord, I give you my heart. There's got to just take, just take my heart. There's got to be something I haven't given you. All right, see breakthrough. And, and, and she heard this. Wendy, I have your heart. Now I need your mind. I need you to surrender, not your heart, but surrender your beliefs. And we found this out, that on one level, it's, it's more challenging to surrender beliefs than it is heart. Because some of our beliefs are called strongholds. You know why they're called strongholds? Because they have a stronghold. I know that was powerful. <laughs> it's profound, isn't it? They have a stronghold. They don't want to go. I remember the Lord saying to Wendy, Wendy, I want you to surrender the belief, the beliefs that you are shy, inadequate, and can't speak well in front of others. I want you to surrender those beliefs. I want you to renew your mind instead of with that, with something higher. And, and, and she told the Lord, she said, but Lord, that's who I am. Ha ha. And, and, and she heard this, no, that's not who you are, that's just who you've become. Bless you. That's, that's who you've become. And so, I mean, it's this season where the Lord just, uh, he, he's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take you higher in how you think. And we're out there. We have no outward signs of, of success. We have a lot of signs of being a failure. It's a very small church. And let me, let me just share with you some signs of where we were um, 
look like failures, and after each one, will you laugh, okay? All right. We had a non-successful car. <laughs> we had a non-successful salary. <laughs> My hair was starting to get non-successful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> I had a non-successful church size. <laughs> we had a non-successful home. It was a single wide trailer that was really old called the Parsonage. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> I remember the Lord says, Steve, I want you to start saying who I say you are, not who your past says you are. I want you to start saying that. I you to start thinking that. I want you to renew your mind. By the way, how many of you know the renewing of the mind is both positive and negative? We're all renewing our mind with something right now. Either lies or truth. Whatever we constantly come into agreement with about our identity, about other people, about what we think we can do and can't do, that's called renewing the mind, positive or negative. And by the way, current mind renewal creates future experience. He said, hey, Steve, I want you to renew, the, I want you to renew your mind with, with some of these things. I want you to renew your mind, and I want you to say, you are a great leader. <clears throat> Lord, um... I thought you said, thou shalt not lie. <laughs> Could you please be consistent? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't I wait until great leadership manifests before I say I'm a great leader? Let's laugh at that, by the way. <laughs> now, he said, Steve... If you don't say and think you're a great leader before you're in the experience of it, you'll probably never experience it. He said, let me ask you a question, Steve. Do you wait for an apple tree to have an apple on it before you call it an apple tree? <clears throat> uh, well, Lord, no. Even if the apple tree is too young to have apples, um, we still call it an apple tree. Even if that young apple tree who's never had apples could talk and the apple tree said, I have the gift of apples, we wouldn't rebuke it. We wouldn't try to cast out a lying spirit. We'd agree. That's right. But they haven't manifested yet. Hmm. He said, Steve, think about it. Hmm. Wow. We don't get our identity out of what we've done. We get our identity out of what we were created to do. We don't get our identity out of what we've done. We get our identity out of what we were created to do. That's why we were created to have all kinds of good rivers flowing out of us. Whoo! That makes me happy. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor and say, I think this message is just for you. 
<laughs> now, I wasn't, I wasn't telling other people I was a great leader. I was telling me. I wasn't trying to convince them. I was trying to convince me because there's a stronghold in me based on past experience. I didn't want to believe it. Mm-mm. That, that can't be true. If you were a great leader, things would be different. Some of the most important things we need to say will be the hardest to say because our stronghold does not want us to say them. I mean, you look at the story of Gideon. How many of you like get, get encouraged by who God used in the Bible? Yeah, I get really encouraged. If I, if I was God, I wouldn't have used half those people. <laughs> I look at Gideon. You know, I'm out there, I mean, in the desert, the Lord's changing how we're thinking, and he, he points out the people like Gideon. I start looking at Gideon, I said, wow. You can use that guy? I mean, he had so many issues, his issues had issues. (laughs) Most of you know the story, Judges 6. The Israelites, God's people, who Gideon's a part of, they are in a bad situation. They're oppressed by the Midianites. They're crying out. And in response to that, God sends an angel to talk to one man named Gideon. How many of you know God's answer is always a man, woman, boy, or girl? We say, God, do something in America. You know what's going to happen? God's going to give people assignments who don't think they can do what he thinks they can do. He's going to say, it's you. No, Lord, it can't be me. Let me tell you all the reasons why it can't be me. Ha, ha. So the angel comes to Gideon, gives him a prophetic word. Hello, mighty warrior. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that must mean something. <laughs> I think I, you know. I think I think that's just God's confirmation. Just, I was thinking I saw a, a group of geese. We got geese flying all over in Reading, and I love geese because they fly in formation, and they got the lead goose. He's breaking through, <laughs> and the other geese are honking. Honk, honk. They're honking encouragement. And then that one falls out of rotation. Another gets in there. Honk, honk. By the way, I just hear the Lord's releasing a, a, a honking, encouraging anointing for you to actually encourage people who are leading. That's just a side note. It's easy to criticize leadership. So easy. Whether it's a president, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a school teacher, boss, easy. But man, there's, a, there's people in this room. You know what I see happening? I see God releasing supernatural grace on you to encourage leaders, to honk. 
Some might say, well, if I encourage them, they might think they're okay. <laughs> we don't want them to think they're okay. Let's laugh at that. Gideon gets a prophetic word. <laughs> Back to Gideon. <laughs> Angels gives him a word. You're a mighty warrior. Gideon probably thought, this angel must be new to angelic prophetic ministry. <laughs> Either that or he came from a great worship service in heaven and got overly excited. <laughs> and has come down and overestimated me. Gideon, I mean, Gideon, he starts, he starts right off. Basically, he says, I'm not receiving that. Where are all his wonders that we heard about? God's abandoned us. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> By the way, many of the things we feel to be true are not true. Many things that you and I feel to be true, they're not true at all. Because we've been renewing our mind with the wrong stuff. He, I mean, he said God's abandoned us. Because he was in a wine press hiding threshing wheat. And, and his goal was not to lose anything more in his life. If I don't lose anything more, if I don't move backwards anymore, I've, I've succeeded. I'll call that success. Now, I've been there. And some of you are in there tonight. You know, if, I just, if I just hang on and not lose anything. And God's plan was so much bigger. By the way, if you're there tonight, God's plan for your life is so much bigger. God's plan is so much bigger than survival. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Gideon, he's hearing. Wow, okay. Because he... He's basically saying, uh-uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to receive that word mighty warrior because I'm not going to get, uh-uh, I'm not going to take the risk of getting my hopes up. It's been, it's too, it's too painful of a thought to, to get disappointed again. And so he, he's there trying to protect himself from, from the word of truth. And again, I've been there. Some of you are there. You, you just, mm-mm, mm-mm, uh-uh. I'm not going to let this speaker get my hopes up. Not gonna, I'm not, okay, I might say an amen here and there, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Because if I get my hopes up, that, that exposes me to potential pain. And, and that's really, that's really, that's really the, the battle. That's, that's the battle. And, you know, there's really two ways to live. You can live a hopeless life and never be disappointed. Someone say, boo. boo. Or you can live a hope-filled life with occasional disappointment. Yay. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so Gideon, he's there. I mean, he's, this, is, this is spiritual warfare. Had nothing to do with the devil. It's in his own mind. Because the future of the nation of Israel is locked up in Gideon's thinking. 
The problem wasn't regional demonic principality. The problem wasn't Baal. The problem wasn't the Midianites. The problem was Gideon's thinking. That's, that, that was it. That was the stronghold. And so he gets a word. Now, he gets a word higher. He, he, had, he heard something higher than what he was experiencing. Now, if we're going to experience something different, we have to believe something higher than what we're experiencing. If we're going to believe something higher than what we're experiencing, we have to hear something higher. I've got, I, 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 and, and when Gideon heard it, I mean, he thought, that's ridiculous, that's a ridiculous word. By the way, the most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. The most important words Tip City needs to hear will sound ridiculous. Sometimes when we're giving prophetic words to people, we'll kind of, we're try, we, we, we try to fish for a little bit of response so we can get some feedback that will encourage us. We'll say something like this. Hey, does that word make sense to you? Can you imagine the angel saying to Gideon, Hey, Gideon, does this word, mighty warrior, does this word make sense to you? Gideon say, no, that makes sense. Let's laugh at this lie. If a word for you is really from God, the moment you hear it, it will make sense to you. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha. Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> if we're only prophesying things that are making sense, we're not prophesying high enough. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Prophesying things that are making sense. I'm not saying just go wild and I but I'll tell you this, there's got to be things that are sound ridiculous to Tip City. Somebody's going to tell this city something that sounds ridiculous. Because if it doesn't sound ridiculous, all we're trying to do is get, we're probably just getting our beliefs out of the past. That makes sense because I know Tip City. Yep, I've been here a long time. Yes, that's a good word, brother. That's in agreement with what I know. <laughs> Sometimes a prophetic word will be given to a person. Can you imagine if, you know, Gideon was sitting in the congregation and, you know, let's just say the angel was a traveling prophetic minister and the, and, and the traveling prophetic minister said to Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. You have a nation delivering anointing on your life. You're going to save this nation. If I would have heard that. I probably would have, you know, would have turned to Aaron and say, hey, Aaron, that prophet that you just brought to your church gave bad word. <laughs> it's a bad word. Can you and I, we know Gideon. We've been his friends for years. 
I mean, he's got this fear issue. We've been trying to cast the spirit of fear out of him for a decade. <laughs> and he's bitter at God. He's, he said God's abandoned us. He's got these always, he's just angry at God. And, you know, you and I have discussed, and, you know, how we know God, you know, once somebody gets bitter at God, they're permanently put on the shelf. Ha ha. We know Gideon. Yep, we know him. No, we don't, we don't know. We don't know ourselves alone other people unless we've been ballistically renewing our mind. If we only say that's a good word because we agree with it from their past experience, we need an upgrade. I mean, so Gideon, he, he hears it. He's, at first, it's ridiculous. No, I'm not, I'm not buying that thing. And something happened. Started getting some hope. Once, you know, I mean, once, once you hear something, once you hear truth, higher, that, that's why prophetic ministry is so powerful. Prophetic ministry, the greatest prophetic words have clear identity statements telling people who they really are. They tell people who they are because it's, we can't consistently do what we don't believe we are. So somebody's got to tell me who I am before I am. Romans 14, 17 says, excuse me, Romans 4, 17 says, God who gives life to the dead by calling those things that are not as though they are. God's method of bringing life to dead places and people is to tell them they're alive when they still look dead. The greatest prophetic ministry is, is, t- is telling people, cities, who you are. Tip City is a transformational city. It's a city of power and presence. It's a city of influence, radical influence, radical influence. It's manifested to a level, but it's going to manifest to a level that's astounding. Wow, brother. Let me give you some information (laughs) so you won't think so highly of Tip City. I've lived here a long time. Ha ha. Gideon got some hope. By the way, Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So the moment we believe truth is the moment we get filled by God of hope. So increased hope is the evidence that we're believing truth. Increased hope is the evidence we're actually renewing our mind with truth and not our past experience. So hope, he he said, nope, not going to, then all of a sudden that word starts to work. And then there's a crumbling happen. And a stronghold. And hope, Gideon thought, 
and I'm paraphrasing here, he thought, it could be me. Just say, it could be me. He thought, it could be. Wow, that might be true. And he says, hey, um, God, how about some supernatural confirmation? Lord, you know these, this, you ever, Lord, you ever heard of a fleece, you know, just this wool thing? Let's do an experiment here. You know, again, if you've read the story, you know, I mean, he, did, he did once. I can't remember if it was wet fleece, dry ground, or the other way around. It worked! It worked! Huh? Whoop, hope level rising. Oh, it's moving from ridiculous to a possible. It's possible! Oh, this is scary. This is, this is scary. Oh, oh, Lord, please be patient. Can we do it the other way around? It worked. Oh, no. Oh, no. This could be true. And then God supernaturally has him go down to the Midianite camp, and he's, he's outside one tent listening. Guy in tent says this, I had a dream. Yes, brother, what was it? Barley loaf blows through camp. Well, I know what that means. <laughs> I know what that means. It's Gideon. Gideon heard. And something happened. He said, it's me. Say, it's me. It's me. I mean, that's the way the Lord leads us from the ridiculous to the possible to the probable to fully convinced. It's a, it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. We get strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And, and I mean, he got it so much. I mean, he had negative church growth from 30,000 down to 300. He didn't care. Once you believe, you're not, you're not looking at numbers. You're just looking, I know it's going to happen. And there's people in this room, I'll tell you, there's people in this room. You ain't seen nothing yet in your life. You, God's an equal opportunity God. There's nobody he's predestined for mediocrity. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, I rent a lot of cars. I travel a lot. And and sometimes when I turn the car on, there's a radio station playing that I do not like. (laughs) Wouldn't it be a bummer if I thought, oh, no. Now I have to listen to this station for the whole trip. You'd say, Steve, take a deep breath. You are powerful. You can change the channel. Wow, that's amazing. 
I can change the channel and listen to what I want to listen to. Hmm. I was in Oklahoma City a few months ago, and I got a brand new car. I turned the engine on, and something's playing I do not like. And I cannot figure out how to change the channel. <laughs> it's got all these knobs between the seats. I mean, it's got the screen there with arrows and things on the screen, and you know, I'm pushing things and turning and, you know, just moving everything I can move. I don't, I can't even turn the volume down. <laughs> I, I don't want to that stuff. I don't like that. Well, a half hour, still can't figure it out. <laughs> Listening to what I don't want to listen to. <laughs> then... I figured it out. I don't know what I did. I just, I just kept at it. I, figured, I changed the channel to what I wanted to listen to. Now, how many of you know that um, in this room, there's all kinds of radio stations you could pick up if you had the right receiver? We can't see them. They're here. How many know in the spirit realm, there's all kinds of channels we can tune into? The devil, he has a lot of popular channels that Christians listen to. They wake up in the morning and that channel's playing. You know, one of, one of, the, one of his favorite channels I tune into every once in a while is this, is you are a failure channel. <laughs> I, I, I tune in, I have that on. And sometimes I say, I don't want to listen, but I just can't seem to change it at times. There's also the accuser of the brethren channel popular channel for many Christians. <laughs> There's the um, comparing yourself with other Christians channel. Popular one. I mean, Gideon, he was listening to the wrong channel. He was tuned in. He was listening to the God has abandoned us channel. Many Americans, Christians are listening to that channel right now. They're tuned in. Yep. Got it planned all the time. God's, yep, it's all over. Gideon was listening to the It's Too Late channel. It's Too Late channel. It's got too bad channel. It can't, we can't do anything now channel. <laughs> he was listening to the Because You Come From a Bad Family, You Can't Have Future Influence channel. Let's laugh at that channel. <laughs> God said, change the channel. Here's what, here, Gideon, here's what I want you to listen to. I want you to listen to the You Are a Mighty Warrior channel. That's what I want you to think. I want you to listen to the You Have a Nation Delivering Anointing channel. Abraham, God, he was listening to the You Are Too Old channel. (laughs) 
You listen to that channel. Moses, he was listening to the, um, you can't speak well enough to be a leader channel. I just laugh at that channel too. <laughs> he was listening to the no one will listen to you channel. God said, change the channel that you are a deliverer of a nation channel. I'll give you a hint how to know you're listening to the wrong channel. If what you're listening to doesn't give you hope, change the channel. Even when God corrects us, he'll correct us with hope. If there's not hope there, you need to change, you need, you need to change the channel. You say, well, I can't figure it out. I'm, I, I just, this thing keeps playing. Keeps playing. I, I wake up with it. I hear it. I, I, I can't figure it out. I'm doing all the stuff. Saying all the declarations. Binding and rebuking. I keep hearing it. No, you'll figure it out. Just say, I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You will figure it out. Gideon figured it out. You're going to, you are going to figure it out. What we, what we allow in our self-talk is, is, is what we, we're renewing our mind with. And you know what I heard just now over you? That the Lord is releasing supernatural grace on you to think at a level you've never thought before. Some of you, I mean, you've come so far in your thinking, it's astounding. But there's something, there's something that, that I just see being released on you that um, in the river conference, whoo, someone just say fire, fire. Breakthrough. breakthrough, no limits. Something's get, getting, getting released on you. Because, you know, when, I, when, I, when I'm, I'm out there in the desert, man, I'm battling insecurity. I'm battling thinking I'm a bad leader, battling thinking that supernatural doesn't flow through me, battling, you know, I mean, all this stuff. And then I, I, I got the revelation. I've been lied to. I have been lied to. Woo! And I got this victim mindset broken off me. I used to think I was a victim of four things. I used to think I was a victim, number one, of the devil. The devil wasn't after me so much I could really do something. Let's just laugh at that. Ha, 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 ha. I used to think I was a victim of the people in my life. Lord, it's these people you've given me. These people around me. <laughs> Trying to fly like an eagle, and I'm landlocked with all these prairie chickens. <laughs> landlocked. Can't get off the ground because of them. <laughs> 
whether it's family members, <laughs> church people, people around me. They think I was a victim of my past. If I could just be like Bill Johnson, senior leader, <laughs> Bethel Church, fifth generation pastor's son. Instead, I'm a first-generation, recovering, insecure, burnout, paranoid hippie. <laughs> Some baggage back there that pops up every once in a while. Bill doesn't have that baggage pop up. Pops up with me. I didn't have that baggage. I could really do something. <laughs> then I used to think I was a victim of a preordained plan of God that put limits on me. A preordained plan of God that put limitations on my life of what I could become. Yep. Reinhard Bonnke, Benny Hinn, Bill Johnson, level 10 Christians. Predestined, level 10. <laughs> but I'm a level 3. And if I really sacrifice and fast and pray and surrender, maybe I can get up to 3.1. <laughs> the Lord says, Steve, you're not a victim of any of those things. You're not a victim of the devil, the people in your life, your past, or my preordained plan that has put limits on you. You're just a victim of your own bad beliefs. Thank you, Lord, for that encouragement. <laughs> Always comes back to me. They're always telling me I'm more powerful than I think I am. I mean, when I first learned this, it was discouraging. Man, I got a, I'm a mess. Everything I believe is a lie. But then I, then I got encouraged. Wow. I don't have to wait for somebody else. I don't have to wait for something to happen. I don't have to wait for people in my life to get their act together. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to wait for some sovereign timing of God. Waiting. To, I wonder when his time's going to be. Actually, I realized that man, that gave me hope. Something began to happen in me. And, and I mean... Hope is a powerful force. Hope is a, you know, my definition of hope is this, is hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. It didn't happen overnight. 
man, I just, I don't stay constantly euphoric in my life. My goal is to make my low places higher and not stay as long. Used to go this low and stay two weeks. Now I just go this low and stay two days. Yes! I'm growing. I'm changing. I'm learning how to change the channel. Yeah, every once in a while I tune into the devil's channels. Sounds so real. But I'm not listening as long as I used to. I'm not listening as long as I used to. I celebrate progress, not perfection. The religious mindset, the only time you can be joyful and celebrate is when you have perfection in an area. Let's just laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. But families celebrate progress. He took a step. He took a step. Woo-hoo. He fell down a lot more and he took steps, but he took a we, oh, we celebrate step. So just um, something's happening in this room tonight. Something, something, I feel it in my bones. Something's happening. And, and there's literal, um, there, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a fire getting on the inside of you. It's a fire. I mean, Gideon, he got a fire. I mean, he, he resisted, but it, it got in him. And it's not a fire. Not, I love Holy Spirit fire. I mean, I love just getting zapped. Anybody else like to get zapped? I, mean, I just like, ah! what happened? Holy Spirit lightning bolt. I just say more of that, Lord. Anybody else say more of that? Yeah, I'll take it. I like to get zapped. By the way, I'm hearing Jehovah's Zappers on the move. <laughs> He's on the move. And I hear he loves to zap people on Saturday nights. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. But I, I don't want just Holy Spirit fire. I want vision fire. I want, the, I want a vision fire that I've, I, I'm, part, I'm a key part of what God's doing, that I've got what it takes, and that I'm an overcomer, and that the past does not define my future. You know, you get that, you start just, you know, okay, I'm going I'm to take the risk. I'm going to take the risk of getting my hopes up. It's scary. It's scary stuff. Because all the stuff is around him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the risk. And I see God putting grace on you to take the risk. There's people in this room. And then I'll close with this. And we're going to pray over you and bless you tonight. I've got a, a powerful third-year intern, Ann Sutton, with me tonight. She's going to help me close. And I was in um, South Africa in November. And... I was there on a Thursday night. I had a, had a Thursday night open. We had just kind of got this meeting together in a, a rural area called Velcom. And um, went to a church on a Thursday night. And there's about three or 400 people on a Thursday night in South Africa um, in this large facility 
Christian school was there, and it was a powerful meeting. I mean, it, uh, these people, they were, they were hungry. We had a good time. I mean, we laughed at lies. It was funny. We had, I had two people in the front row. They were laughing at lies so much, they actually fell out of their chairs, and they were just rolling on the floor there. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> Great meeting. But I heard the story. I heard the story of how the pastor's name is Paul. He's a fourth-generation pastor. I heard how it all started. It started with a mustard seed on one, on one meeting about 100 years ago. And there, his great-grandfather was a drunkard in South Africa, and uh, he decided to go to a John G. Lake revival meeting. John G. Lake, great healing evangelist, early 1900s. He went to the meeting, bottle of alcohol in his back pocket. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> in that meeting, he got radically saved. Someone say radically saved. I mean, he radically said, two weeks later, he tells his wife, we're going into the ministry. We're going into the ministry. He started a chain reaction. His son, his grandson, his great-grandson. And I was, I, was, I was experiencing the fruit of something that started 100 years ago. I mean, all these people... All the children getting trained in Christian education, all because one man got his hopes up. One man said, hey, it could be me. It is me. And, and you know, unless John G. Lake was really flowing in the spirit, he might have seen that man with the bottle of alcohol in his back pocket, and he might have said to himself, <clears throat> That man does not have much potential. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. There's people in the room. I mean, you might think, I don't have much potential. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. The world says, you do not have much potential. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha. Your past says, you do not have much potential. Ha, ha. The experts say you don't have much potential. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh at that one. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, God's an equal opportunity, God. I love Romans 12, too, because it takes all limits off our lives. Because there's no limit to how much we can renew our mind. So there's no limit to how much I can be transformed. There's no limit to how much I can renew my mind with what he's saying. So there's no limit to how much I can be transformed. Someone just say no limits. No say it again. No say it louder. No <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. If you believe tonight this message is for you, I want you to stand to your feet right now. Just stand to your feet. And you believe God's talking to you tonight. And you know, just, just I want you, I want you to close your eyes. And, and, and I just, 
I want you to just tell the Lord this. If you're willing, I want you to tell the Lord in a moment. I want you to think about it for a second. Lord, um, I'm going to take the risk to hope at a higher level than ever before. But for some of you, it's just I'm going to take the risk to hope again. You know, before you do that, I just want to say this, that it says in Isaiah 61, it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And it says, one of the things it says is that he has healed the brokenhearted. And I say thank you, Lord, for healing the broken hearts. And I say thank you for in my life where there's brokenness of my heart because of disappointment like Gideon. His heart was broken. Lord, thank you you healed him. And Father, thank you that you're healing healing broken hearts tonight. Yeah, just just allow the Lord to do that. And and I want you to just tell the Lord, if that's your desire... um, just, just say, uh, Father, I give you permission to heal any brokenness in my heart. Just say that. To heal any brokenness that's in my heart. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Some of you feel some things. Others of you don't. You don't need to feel this for it to happen. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you that I'm in the room with great people. And now I just want you to say um, this to the Lord. Um, I want you to just use this language. Just say, Lord, I, I take the risk to get my hopes up. Just say that. Lord, I take the risk to get my hopes up. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, just for... Breaking survivalism off our life. Thank you, Lord, for just helping us even see our nation differently tonight and see what's going on in our nation differently. Thank you for healing us, of delivering us from pessimism and victim mindsets. And, and, and God, our eyes are on you. And, and just like Gideon, he, he asked for supernatural confirmation. We ask for supernatural confirmation to go to the next level, to go to the next level. We ask you for signs. We ask you for things where we say, that's God, that's got to be God. We ask for that to happen in every life here. Lord, that will push us over the top to be convinced, to be convinced. We're not stopping right now, but I want to just have you say this. I want, if you receive the message, I want you to say, um, if you receive it, say, I receive it. I receive it. I'll, never be the same again. I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me tonight. Happened. It, was it was supernatural. It's going to increase. It's going to influence the nations. And that makes me glad. Amen. Give God praise. Give him a shout. Give him a shout tonight. Yes, Lord. Yes. The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down. Give him another shout. Woo! Yay! Freedom! Freedom! Yes! Woo! Ha-ha! Woo!
Just put your hand on your neighbor and just say, fire, fire. <laughs> hey, why don't you be seated? Um, Ann Sutton, why don't you come on up? And while she's coming up, I want to give a few things away. Um, we've got a, a lot of resources out there. Our, our mission is to ignite people's hope. Our ministry is called Igniting Hope Ministries. And, and we, um, we want to ignite your hope because there's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. Once people get true hope, circumstances can't stay the same. I wrote a book called Declarations, Unlocking Your Future, 30 Biblical Reasons Why We Make Declarations. I'm not waiting for an angel to come to me. I'm coming to me. I'm coming to me. Got a declaration. You know, Ann Sutton, this thing is spiritually flammable. Touch that. <laughs> I knew that would happen. <laughs> This thing, um, I challenge people to do an experiment. By the way, I'm a, I'm a spiritual experimenter. If you don't try anything new, you're just going to be doing the same stuff. Or you're going to go around the mountain again. I wanna, I'm tired of going doing laps in the wilderness. This thing is an experiment where you, I challenge people to make 100 declarations a day for a month and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, just... And we've, we've done this, and people have said, that's brought greater breakthrough than anything else we've ever done in our ministry. So, like, you know, I'll make declarations. Uh, you know, Tip City is a revival city. Tip City is exporting healing at a high rate. The people who are at this Saturday night meeting will never be the same again. They're going to have a delayed detonation on their life. <laughs> Miracles. Uh, are easier in Tip City than they are in Africa. <laughs> I'm a great decision maker. I lay hands on the sick and they will recover. A million people will be in heaven because of my life. I am a millionaire. That'll tweak some people. Ha <laughs> ha. My relationships are healthy. Amen. I walk in integrity. My prayers for America are working. You got 12 right there. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, way over there. Yep. Fire chief man. Influencer of influencers, you're going to another level. You you think you've you, you think you've seen it now, and you ain't seen nothing yet. Ha ha. And, and, and then what's this book called? Let's just laugh at that for kids. Yes. And, and, and this I've got part one and part two of this. Some of you got part one, and, and this is a book. Um, that's for ages 6 through 12, ideally, though it's, it's, it's good for before and after, and it's actually good for adults. It's got 20 lies that children are tempted to believe. I'm actually tempted to believe these. <laughs> Let's laugh at some of these lies that, that are in your mic. Just give a real hearty laugh on this. <laughs> yeah, this first one's really good. <clears throat> it's not fair. Ha, 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 ha. Being a Christian is boring. 
<laughs> I need to hang out with the popular kids to be cool. <laughs> you like that one? You'll really like this one. Lying will solve my problems. <laughs> Anybody uh, have six through two? Yeah, come on. Yeah. What's your name? Stephanie. Stephanie. You know what I hear over you, Stephanie? I hear that you're a supernatural releaser of glory. Amen. And that you've got a, you, that nobody can say it like you. And your background and your history with God, your life experience has put something on your life that is so incredible. And you've got what it takes. And the Lord, you know, even if you were the only person in this meeting tonight, it was, this message was for you. Yeah. So bless you. Yes. And we got um, audio messages back there. Um, just My wife's got a book called Victorious Emotions. It's so powerful. I wrote a book called uh, The Culture of Empowerment, How to Champion People. It takes Bill Johnson's quote, my goal is not to build a big church, but to build big people. And just because uh, empowerment is not a management style, it's a lifestyle. It's how you see people. It's how you think about people. It's what you create around you. It's what Jesus did. Jesus, his master plan was to change the world. You know what it was? It was to, hang, to get 12 people to hang out with him for three years. 